the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sport in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mop and Financial Advisors, and Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino. Now, your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman coming to you from another great Saturday here in Southern California. And, you know, we're a week away from a tragedy that happened here in our very own backyard. And joining me on this show today, I have Tom Reese. Tom Reese of Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. Great place to go. And he's going to be here talking about some of the things they have. And we're going to touch on what happened in San Bernardino. And then we're going to touch on some other things that are that are more fun and things we like to enjoy about. Also here I have Chad Carlson. Chad is the owner of Prado Olympic Shooting Sports Park. Awesome place. Trap, skeet, high-powered rifle, training classes, pistols. Um, what else you got? Slingshots? Yeah, blowguns. <laughs> blow so, yeah, if you have it, if it goes bang, take it over to Chad's place, unload it, of course, and uh, have a great time. That's right off the 71 freeway. And Euclid. And Euclid. Um, I guess it's just the easiest way to say that. It's it's an odd place to get to, but you'll know when you're there. Yeah, it's right in the middle. 71 in Euclid, just exit the 91, head north. It's the first exit. Yeah. Okay, we wanted to talk a little bit about what just happened here this last week. We had this tragedy in San Bernardino, and, and frankly, I went on the, I had to record last week on Thursday, so we didn't have all the official FBI facts when I had to do my show last week, but we flat out called it terrorism because, well, if it looks like a duck... Walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, swims like a duck. It's damn well duck season, okay? So it Absolutely. is what it was. And and any kind of appeasement or denial of that fact is is nothing more than cowardice and appeasement with an agenda behind it. True. I agree with you 100%. Okay, then you're both correct. All right, for, <laughs> for our second question, is there anything you want to touch on about what happened here in uh, San Bernardino? About the fact that, that these cowards picked no... A no-gun zone. Yeah, total cowardice act. The one thing I'd like to tip my hat to are the law enforcement and first responders that reacted to that. It was first class the whole way. These guys, they give up a lot to be out there on the front line. And to see how they handled that whole situation, unbelievable. They brought the fight to the bad guys. Yes, You cannot ask for more. Yeah. And and, and, uh, it ended well. Yes. I'd have to agree. Yeah. Without without them, we, we we wouldn't be safe. And to make it even safer, we just do need to get the the people and the, the civilians themselves into there. Get them the right tools to um, create or to protect themselves if ever situation ever goes bad. You know, this week I had to go to the sheriff's department and renew my CCW. So we had to go through the class. There's a class you go through, and Sheriff McMahon was kind enough to come in and talk. And I cannot tell you how blessed you are in this county to have a sheriff like Sheriff John McMahon. Stan Sniff, too, in Riverside County, 
absolutely awesome. I don't mean to detract from him, but he wasn't in my San Bernardino class. So he comes in and he, tell, he talks a little bit about what happened in San Bernardino and about how, what his feelings on concealed carry are. Just for my listeners, he said, Phil, just for your listeners, tell them that personal protection is a justifiable reason on their CCW application. Okay? That was straight from the sheriff's mouth. So basically what we're telling you is San Bernardino County has turned into a shall-issue county as long as you meet the requirements of not being a felony. And, and, And he really spoke highly about you have to be of good moral character. That was his number one concern. Okay, they're going to find out if you've ever been arrested or drunk driving. They'll find all that out. But good character was the number one um, point that he was making on that. And, you know, personal protection is a valid reason in San Bernardino County to request a a CCW. That is awesome. He has over 3000 CCWs uh, that he's granted. And I think he denied about six. Uh, Not bad. But a lot and, of it's, yeah, and one person carrying a concealed weapon, look what could have, you know, exactly possibly well, he, been prevented. You yeah, know? He'd have been fired. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. The county would fire him because he violated protocol. But, and let's look at the firepower that was involved here. You have two people. I believe one of the weapons was, was altered to full auto. Um, that's my belief. Just looking at the round count in the face of adversity that they had fired 76 while well, they were eating 380 bullets. I think that had possibly a... It's my subjection. Um, <clears throat> so you look at the overwhelming firepower. If you're in a room, you're in a, a banquet, and somebody comes in the door with an AR-15, and you've got a three eighty in your pocket, look, the odds are you're going to lose. You're going to lose badly, right? But you could do enough to disrupt these cowards from their plan that they change and they leave and you save other lives. So it, it would be... Frankly, I'm going to tell you, if you've got a, a, a SIG 380 and you're 50 feet away from a shooter with an AR-15, um, you're, unless you have the Hail Mary goose, goose in the eyeball shot, uh, you're going to die. But when rounds come into the bad guy, there's a very good chance he's going to change his entire plan and possibly even flee. Well, not even just his plan. Just the plan on the people that are there. You've seen it in, in many of, of, of incidents that happen. One person shows an act of aggression. It starts. It sparks interest in everybody else to join him. One, everybody stands back as coward. No one wants to move forward. Right. But you get that one guy that might have come out with a three eighty or whatever it is and disrupted it even a, a fraction of an inch. Might have showed everybody up out there that and somebody, it's all fight. And somebody else hits him in the back of the head with a yeah, chair. And exactly. It's over. And next you know it's you know two hundred people or someone now jumping on top of these guys. And somebody brings a chainsaw and we yep. have a party. There you go. Yeah, and 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 they've been you know they they might have been shooting or but but to be trained, uh, you know I don't know I don't. You know, when you have somebody untrained and somebody encounters that type of resistance, you know, right. hey, it may change your mind along the and way. And that's my point. Yeah. And, and it would be, you know, I would not want to take a three eighty or a 9 millimeter single stack pistol against an AR-15 or an AK-40. You're stupid. The, the firepower is, is greatly against you. But if you have that situation, it's not about you. Frankly, we have a responsibility as men, as women, of good moral character to defend the defenseless. And yeah, you may draw the fire, you may bleed out right there on the spot, but that was what you had to do. You went out a hero. And you went with your boots on. It's not even being a hero, but it's you did what you had to do. Not what you wanted to do. It wasn't about bravado. You didn't have a cape on. But that was your call. 
you're, you were there for that reason that day. And, and so I think that uh, given that fact, the more people we have who are of good moral character and are qualified and have trained their butts off, because all three of us in this room, we're big on that. Training, training, training. And if you're not training, you know, did you train as hard this week as the bad guys trained last week? Yeah. Every day you get up. Did you train as hard as your enemy? You have an enemy out there. They, they, are, are, they want to kill you. End of story. So, They're training every day. Yeah. Anyway, so on that bright and cheery note, um, it's Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Well, it, it's it's important, and I know that we've all talked about it, and, and um, you know, there's been some implications of some of the local ranges. I think you had some information on the local gun store that was affected with this. Yeah, well, just some of the media covering and trying to put our local gun ranges or gun clubs in the in the sites for. You know, I, I wouldn't say they're passing responsibility, but it's, you know, they're doing absolutely everything they can do. Um, you, you, couldn't, you can't hold that against a gun club or a shooting range to they're have somebody to come in. Yeah, they're just, you know, trying to pass the responsibility towards the guns and, you know, yeah. and whatever the cases may be, you know, they handled themselves on the interviews I saw. The local shooting ranges, they did an excellent job in the interviews. You know, go I was in impressed. And, go in there and support the guys. I know they're comp- competitors there, but let them know that, that you stand behind them. Annie's Absolutely. good people. Jerry over there is a great guy and his wife. Um, I've, I've shopped in there. So go go give them some moral support at least. They're, they're good people over there. They don't deserve this. Now look at the nationwide news that happened when a guy in Florida put up a sign outside of his gun store that says, if you're Muslim, I won't train you. I ain't going to sell you a gun or nothing. And a guy in Texas did the same thing. And they have the Department of Justice crawling all over these guys for racist profiling. Absolutely. So so now we're told, why did you do this? And on the other hand, you're not doing this. We're going to sue you here. Well, as a business owner, how do you handle something like that? You can't, right? You can't profile. As a business, customer service, that goes out to everybody. You just have to take it for what it is and use mental judgment. If you feel something's wrong, then you have the right to refuse service. Uh, service. But other than that, treat everybody as equal. Make sure they're good to go. Let them in and enjoy your establishment. Yeah, if somebody comes in that are in the, not in the right state of mind, we, we know what to look yeah. for with all that. Um, but it doesn't matter if they're white, green, purple, or Martian. If they're not in the right state of mind, they're not going to conduct any shooting at, at, at our place. Um, at the so, end of the day, as far as... So the Teletubbies are okay. The Teletubbies are fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is a, it, it's a constant thing because we have every nationality and ethnic... Uh, you know, person you can think of that comes into the range, and we don't judge them Daily. that way. So you want good moral character, not the crazies. Yeah, in the story, right? Yes, sir. Yep. So, okay, folks. Hey, this is Fireland Radio Show. Uh, I've got Tom Reese here from the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. Chad Carlson from Prado Olympic Shooting Park. We'll be right back after this. A message from Vince at Bullseye Sport. Bullseye Sport thanks the many families who have allowed us to provide them a firearm that helped them protect their home this past year. Before you shop for your personal protection firearm, I encourage you to come on down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside and speak with me, Vince, the owner, or one of my many good people at the store. You will receive a welcome and an educational experience that will help you feel confident and comfortable in your firearm purchase. Bullseye Sport wishes you and your family a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and to have a safe 
holiday season. Give the gift of protection with a stocking stuffer or gift certificate in any amount from Bullseye Sport. Use your AM590 mobile app to enter to win a bucket of bullets, 1,400 rounds of 22 ammunition. Download it for Apple or Droid and click on the Bullseye ad to enter. No purchase necessary. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the Firing Line Radio Show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Hello, folks. Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. And uh, our sponsor, Bullseye Sport Family, offers its heartfelt condolences and sympathies for all those affected by the recent tragedy in San Bernardino. Their thoughts and prayers go out to the family members, to those who have lost their loved ones, as well as those who are wounded and are still recovering. Bullseye Sports salutes all the brave law enforcement that responded to the situation and for their speedy handling of those involved in taking the innocent lives of our neighbors and fellow citizens. Also, a salute to all the first responders who came in and to aid of all those in need without thought of themselves. The Bullseye Sport family in Riverside is truly saddened by these recent events and stands with all their fellow citizens, neighbors, and listeners of AM590 in the resolve and commitment to uphold the principles and ideals that built this great country. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. God bless the residents of San Bernardino, and God bless America. That's a message from our sponsor, Vince Torres. Vince, thank you very much, sir. You are a great American. Um, Folks, I'm sitting here with Tom Reese, Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, and Chad Carlson of Prado Shooting Sports. We just talked a little bit uh, about what had gone on in, in San Bernardino and, and some of the things that I learned from our, our great sheriff here in the county of San Bernardino and the great response that his team and his people had out there. But let's talk a little bit more about training. We, we came off that last edge that we believe that you have the right, well, we know, you have the right to own a firearm, you have the responsibility to train with that firearm. Absolutely. Yep. The, the proficiency that goes into your craft, you know, you got to practice your craft. And if you're going to own a firearm and be a responsible firearm owner, you need to get out there and search out the best way to, to train, to manipulate hands-on, find a guy like Tom. There's a, there's a lot of guys, but uh, it, it's your responsibility to get proficient with that, with that firearm and be safe and responsible with it. Just like driving a car. You don't get in it and think it's going to drive itself. You got to learn when well, to stop coming. and go. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, 
get pick up that tool you need and start practicing it. Train with it, train with it, be proficient, and that train that tool will help you when you need it. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I have had call after call about uh, somebody wanting training. I set up some training courses uh, for for some groups. Uh, they want personal training. They want to know what gun should I buy. I hear this all the time. What gun should I buy? What gun should I buy? I want something small. I want something small. Uh, and I, cute. Yeah, and pink. Probably. Do they have leopard print? Um, well, custom finish. <laughs> custom finish, exactly. <laughs> wow, yeah. And and so when I do a training course, especially with new people, I always bring my Smith and Wesson six forty two, which is a lightweight uh, thirty eight special. You guys know it. It's very small. And it's what all the women think that they want to have. And I let them all fire about one round through it because that's all that's they really enough. want. Yeah. You're going to find out that that's not what they can handle. Yes, it fits in their hand nice. It fits in a purse nice. It doesn't make you look fat. But it's not the gun for most people uh, who don't shoot a lot. Correct. You're going to... To get that perfect gun, you literally want something that, one, fits your hand. You have to have more contact on that pistol. That's going to help uh, minimize recoil. And if you could get something that has a little bit of weight behind it, that's going to help minimize some of that recoil. And possibly semi-automatic as opposed Absolutely. to a revolver. Absolutely. Much better ergonomics and grips on a semi-auto than you're going to get on certain revolvers, especially the smaller they get. Right. And, and the other part is um, you need to be proficient. If you're somebody who's carrying a CCW and you have a semi-auto, there's more moving parts. Grease dries up. Lint, lint appears. Yeah. You know, you get dust bunnies where they don't belong, so they take some maintenance and take some care. And like you said, you have to, you have to know. With the automatics, you're right, Phil. You have more malfunctions, and then you have to know how to clear those malfunctions oh, and absolutely. get back into the fight. I mean, that's that's the biggest. Uh, if there is a drawback to a semi-auto, I'm a semi-auto guy, um, but you need to know how to clear those malfunctions and and get that weapon back up. And that's part of the manipulation and training with it. And I tell customers all the time, shoot some. Shoot some different guns, to, and you'll find the one that you like the best. But it's it's impot. Like I'm a 1911 guy, you know. Tom may be yeah. a, a Glock guy or something. I'm just yeah, I'm talking off the. I'm cu- with you. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, you know, it's not. I've had people that oh, I really like this XD versus a 1911. So they found that out on their own shooting, and that's what they're comfortable holding. And and uh, you know, it, the comforts one thing. The operation shooting, it's another, so. And there really is no best gun. The best gun is the one you're proficient with. And that you had that day at the time. <laughs> and you're comfortable <laughs> and shooting well, yeah. That's right. <laughs> you know, and one of the other things you find out about CCW is most people will change their guns from every time they get a, an opportunity to. Everybody shows up with a 1911. Um, they show up with a 6-inch Smith, and they show up with a Model 19. You know, something in those ranges. You get three guns in San Bernardino County. And... They figure out that they never carry the 1911 or the six-inch Smith because we're in Southern California and you can't wear a jacket everywhere you go. And you, it's a bulky gun. Yes, you can't effectively. I don't. It's hard. It's very difficult to effectively shield those things and carry them concealed without a lot of effort on your part. Absolutely. So or a little the, bit more mu- um, tactical muffin top. <laughs> TMT. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I like Tom, that. Tom's got the TMT. I like that part. Yeah, uh, it's an overflap. Right. You get, you're carrying a flap holster. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, bad visual. Ugh. Okay, so um, that is funny, though. 
uh, so you end up scaling down, and then when you scale down, you have different you have different uh, responsibilities not responsibilities, but you have different calibers that are effective in those smaller guns, <clears throat> which can lead to less effectiveness on the range. And yes, that's what we notice. People do change; they do go down in size because to carry here in Southern California, you really do want something thin. Uh, as high a capacity as you can find, but thin and um, as small as you can handle. And I don't know about you guys, but I like a, a grip where my hand stays on it. I'm not a fan of two fingers on the gun, two fingers below, like a half. No, Glock I'm the same way. I like my whole hand on it. My, well, all, I like my fingers on it. I don't, you know, to shoot two, which I've done with some of the small Glocks and revolvers. I just have a hard time. I, it's not that I can't shoot them. I have a hard time controlling them. And so these are the things that once you find out what gun you need, then you need to go out first and third Saturdays at Prado and and practice the IDPA. Now, IDPA is a game. We have had Leaf on here, the guy who runs it. Uh, it it's a game, but you're not there so much for the practice for the or for the game and for the scoring. You're there for the practice. You're there to be in a situation that has a little bit of tension, a little bit of stress. You're drawing and thought process thought process you're drawing from concealment you're acquiring targets you're moving from one spot to another things you can't practice or you shouldn't be practicing on your own yeah and shout out control. to leaf real quick he does a great job with the stages making them realistic um you're exactly right phil you're, if you're shooting stationary from a bench all the time uh that's one thing but when you make the the move to idpa where you have to move I mean, it's an adrenaline rush. Now you're having to move with that firearm, which is more real world than what you're going to do normal, you know, target practice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it's a lot of fun, and it's it definitely working from the concealed uh, holster and using cover and concealment in, in the courses, too. And so here's what I think would be the stages of training, because people want to know what gun to get. Well, uh, a qualified gun store, bullseye, some, you know, just go down there and see Vance. He'll set you up. So you get it, get the right gun. Now what do you do with it? Because you've got it in a box and it's in your closet at home and you're a brand new person. Well, that's when I think you should find a basic pistol course, the stuff that you have at your place, Tom. Yep, absolutely. Basic pistol course is going to at least get you the knowledge to get started. Right. And from there you'll go on. And so the basic pistol course are going to teach you how your gun functions. The nomenclature, revolver and a semi-auto. Don't narrow it down to one. Talk about the... Um, uh, cleaning, servicing, safety, safety, um, big on safety. Some of the laws and stuff you need to understand about transporting, safety stuff, safety stuff in the home, safety. and then actually what it takes to actually hit what you're aiming at, safety. safety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's important because so many things. I, like I, when I teach uh, new groups, um, you see somebody they shot the target for the first time, and they want to turn around and tell someone, and they still have the pistol in their hand, and. You know, you have to be on top of that situation and, and explain and, and control where, where the direction of that firearm is going because they just don't realize that they're just, they're just talking with their hands. They just happen to have a pistol in their hand. Fingers still on the trigger. Not in my class. No. <laughs> it, it's funny because you'll see them on like, uh, like with a shotgun or a rifle, and you never see that happen. It's just it's something with that pistol being in their hands, and they'll flag it. You know, uh, newcomers especially, you got to be right on top of it. So so you start off with a introductory class, and then you start off with a live training class, like maybe something with Falcon, their 1.0, where they teach you a little bit of movement, a little bit of drawing from the holster eventually. Not starting, but, you know, they get to the holster. And then after you've gone to something like that, I think the IDPA is where you should go. If you've just bought a gun and you're just showing up, I wouldn't recommend 
doing that. Yeah, yeah. Get get some basic. Get a foundation. Yeah, you're going into deep water. Yeah, get a foundation first, which is not difficult to do. Not a lot of time, but get the proper foundation. Then you can move on and and be an asset. It's going to make you a better competitor anyway, taking one of the classes through the guys, uh, learning a proper draw, things like that. That's where the rubber really meets the road. Um, And it's all muscle memory. Yes. That amount of uh, dry practice and coming out of the holster, it's going to build a great foundation for your competitive shooting down the road also. Absolutely. And you uh, you know what a race is, right? A race is anytime two guys are next to each other going in the same direction. Well, it's never a competition, but if there's two guys shooting next to each other, yep. there you go. But it's a great time. Folks, Firing Line Radio Show, we'll be right back after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! That's right, folks. It's Mulan Lave Saturday, every Saturday and Sunday morning. Um, Mulan Lave, it's a great way to live. It means come and get them. Uh, famously yelled out by Leonidas when the Persians told him to lay down his weapons. And I said, sure, just come get them. So anyway, that's a great, great thing to live by. Folks, Philip Neyman, Firingland Radio Show. I'm here with Chad Carlson from Prado Olympic Shooting Park. And I've got Tom Reese from Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. And we talked a little bit in the first segment about what happened, obviously, here in San, in San Bernardino. We talked about training and newbies and so forth, of where to get started, because there are so many people now, even more than after Sandy Hook, buying their first weapon. They've realized that the enemy is here. Where do they go with that? Well, let's talk about other types of training because the three of us have a passion for precision shooting and long-range shooting. And I have to caution myself because I have friends who listen to the program and they go, man, I love what you're talking about, but you start talking about rifles and long-range and I don't know, we're in the weeds. What are you, what are you saying? So help me keep it simple on that one. But Tom, you had an experience uh, in the last couple of weeks where you went up north and your background, Chad, is all over long-range shooting why don't you let's yes, start sir. with you on that um well i i grew up in iowa number one and was raised hunting and in the woods and then i kind of i went into the marine corps and was a sniper in the marine corps and i've taken that to where i'm at today i i hunt all over and uh I love long distance shooting. It's always been a love of mine. I had a dad that took me to bench rest matches and thousand yard matches as a kid growing up. So um, I've just kind of fallen into it like a frog in the water. A frog, so that's Navy? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, it, it's it's just been a it's been a passion of mine. I still uh, long range shoot and hunt. I use it with my hunting. Um, it's a great tool to have in the bag when you're out there. If it's the last ditch effort, last day, it's it's a nice tool to have in the bag to be able to reach out there and competently, yeah, and have an opportunity on an animal. So we'll talk about about that a little bit more. Let's talk about what you did up at Thunder Ranch. Uh, yeah, uh, my wife and I got an opportunity to go out to Thunder Ranch out in Oregon and uh, take um, uh, participate in their heart program out there, which is a long-range precision rifle in high altitude. So you're dealing in mountains, uh, valleys, um, and just all different nice cold weather um, and different terrains. I mean, you're not just sitting on a mat and you're laying in rocks, you're laying on boulders, you're in bushes and trying to accomplish a shot. And to by the end of the week, we were able to accomplish a shot all the way out to uh, 1,500 yards with a 308. Yeah, you're now, using a 308. Yeah, 308. Which goes transonic like at 1,000 yards. So to make it another 500, that's quite a feat there, it, Tom. It was it was actually a really neat feat to see. And you know they probably just walked up and knocked on the door and asked if anybody was home. But <laughs> the fact that it, even at 1,500 yards, you can see it even register was, really, was a neat little accomplishment. Oh, absolutely. Uh, fifteen hundred yards, folks. Almost a mile. That's a very, That's very over a mile. Fifteen hundred yards. Yeah, thirteen something is a mile. Uh, I think it's a little bit less than a mile. But anyway, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. But that range, um, the three hundred is dropping what eight nine hundred inches. Oh, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. I think the holdover at that range was sixty one feet. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk. I, I said the eight hundred nine hundred inches of drop hold over 61 feet so that means that if you're at point a and you're shooting at point b gosh i sound like my physics instructor <laughs> i didn't like him if you're shooting at point b and it's completely level okay from point a to point b is completely level at 1500 yards away that you could have a 60 foot tower at the highest point in between you and you shot over the top of that yep, never and it that. landed all the way down to the bottom. So your your bullet's arc is unbelievable. And all that comes into the calculations that you have to have for this kind of shooting. Correct. This, this shooting has become very, very popular. And I don't think it's because of the Tom Berenger movies because they were terrible. But what, <laughs> why, why, why is this suddenly all of us, the big rage is this long range I, th- I think it's the technology more than anything. Uh, back in the 90s when I was actually operating in the Marine Corps, all this was done... Manually, yeah, yeah. We, we did it with a calculator. We had ballistic charts, and uh, the technology just isn't where it, where it is right now. I mean, you can get an app on your iPhone that'll show you how to calculate all these things. You got weather, you know, weather meters. It's just it's become a science, but because of the scopes and the manufacturers, what we have available to us, it's become easier. Now, it's just it's a false sense of easier because. There's still wind out there, and that's the one unknown. they got rifles now. You just put a red dot on it, pull the trigger, and once those red dots match up, it takes the shot for you. Yeah. No calculations or nothing. Yeah, that's the tracking point. Yeah. I saw that at SHOT Show three, four years ago. When it first debuted, ago. yeah. And and it scared me. You know, yeah. I, I thought, you know, this in the wrong hands is just all kinds of bad. At least, at least somebody who can make a 1,000-yard shot has earned the right to take a 1,000-yard shot, but this is... This is a whole different. It's like an auto driving car, which I don't like. I got to go to an event once where tracking uh, tracking fire actually was one of the sponsors, and they had a line of people behind a three thirty eight Lapua, and you paid five bucks. You stepped up, they gave you the bullet, they let you put it in. You take a thousand a shot at a thousand yards. Everybody was hitting on the first try, 
So there's no windage, no nothing you even had to worry about. Just put your round in, put it at a thousand yard target, take your shot. Yeah, they just had a competition where Kayla, um, Kyle, Ton, anyway, Chris Kyle's wife. Yeah, shot it. She used that weapon, and she was against an NRA champion, and she outshot him. But I mean, it's, those things are happening, and when they put those things on droids, then you'll really be happy. Oh boy! Uh, but hey, enough of that fun talk. But the technology has come up. So this technology, you can get an app on your phone which tells you your calculations, but that's not shooting a thousand yards. Um, I know guys, we go out to the desert and we put a target up at a, at a mile. All right. Hey, we know how far we're supposed to hold it a mile. Doesn't mean you're going to hit it. Doesn't mean you're going to come within the same zip code. And it, it's just, you know, it, it kind of goes back to if you're zeroing at 100, 200, and you're, let's say you're a half an inch off or a quarter inch one way or another, as that angle grows out to those distances, th- that could be four feet. Yeah. All right. So here's, let's talk about zeroing in. So one of the competitions that I went to up in Avenal, we shot, the first time I went there, on my squad was the state champion, the national champion, and the world champion, and me. Yeah, great. So, <laughs> and and this the national champ or the world champion guy Tim, he made a statement that didn't fully register to me. He missed a shot and he couldn't figure out why. He says, "You know, I'm fairly confident in my zero. Now, I had seen this guy smack every target out there, so I started laughing at him. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty confident in your zero too. You're only hitting everything out here, but." What that meant was was far more significant that he was looking for the mathematical reasons what happened out there, but his zero was exactly on. So when he was at 100 yards or 100 meters, wherever he sighted in his gun, right where those crosshairs were was exactly where that bullet was parting. It wasn't a quarter inch right. It wasn't a quarter inch left. He had it exactly where it had to be because angles grow the farther the distance is from the target. Absolutely, yeah. So and that's where I see a lot of, oh, well, a lot of new shooters or even guys that have been hunting a long time, you know, they don't take the time to just get that zero dialed in. Exactly. And let's be honest, some of the weapons, they won't do that consistently. One thing with this long range shooting and accuracy is you're going to pay for it. I mean, oh, none no of doubt. this stuff is cheap. You're talking up to five grand hey, for hey, optics. Hey, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. About a hundred bucks for optics. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get it's, you there. It's about a hundred bucks for a rifle. Yeah. Okay, your <laughs> mileage may vary. Think about this. This is Christmas time, right? Guy's driving in the car with his wife, and you want to say that big nasty five oh, word? Oh, There's yeah. no such thing as that. It's about a hundred bucks. One hundred and fifty bucks. Just go down it's to the shop. 100. We'll get Isn't you set shipping? right up. <laughs> hey, your, your mileage may vary, but it's only about a hundred bucks. <laughs> And most of the scopes cost more than the rifles. Let's be honest. That's where the rubber meets the road when it comes to this. Though, it's, mm-hmm. uh, this Glass. type of equipment yeah. and this yeah. hobby is not cheap. A top, a top end custom rifles, all roughly about the same price. Your optics can can be more than that. Yes. Yeah. And and but they're worth it if you if that's if you have that ability. Um, a production rifle. Well, Weatherby has some, and some of the other manufacturers are saying that they're guaranteeing you sub MOA. Now, MOA is minute of angle. That's the size of the angle, um, which is one inch at a, a little over one inch at a hundred and ten inches at a, at a thousand. But it grows the farther out you go. So they're guaranteeing you that their rifle shoots better than than that angle. But it's still not a precise. And my comeback to that is uh, most shooters Cannot. are probably not yeah. a minute of angle shooter. 
Okay. Now you can have a half minute of angled gun and be a two minute shooter. Yes. I've I've seen that once or twice. <laughs> I helped a friend of mine set up a uh it was a three oh eight too. I helped him set one up and uh I shot a group form with it and I mean you could put a dime over this thing at a hundred yards. Well turn it over to him, everything does the paperwork, takes off, comes back, goes I'm not getting those groups. That gun's this crap. Thing, yeah, this thing's shooting too, too much trash can lid. I go bring it out. Bring it out to the range. Take it out the range. I shoot it. I put a dime over it. I go, it's not the rifle. Well, <laughs> actually, there's there's a technological meaning for that, and that is you have to tighten up the nut at the end of the stock if yeah. you want to shoot that gun. <laughs> there you go, Phil. There you go. Folks, I was line- just being a little more correct with it, okay? <laughs> Folks, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line Radio Show is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and by Moppin Financial Advisors. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? I hope you're being entertained. I hope you're being educated. And I hope you're going to get active, get trained, get armed. And uh, protect yourself, protect your family. Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check out our Facebook page at Firing Line Radio Show. Go like us on there. We do have some giveaways. I'm giving away some hex mags. Have you guys seen the AR-15 hex mags? Awesome. Awesome stuff. So got some giveaways on there. Uh, check it out if you are a subscriber to the podcast at firinglineradio.com. You might be in the drawing to get those hex mags. I'm just saying, if I was somebody who wanted to win some free AR-15 magazines, I might be a subscriber, just in case the guy who had the show picked people off of a certain list, like oh, the subscriber list, maybe. Um, I, I'm sure it's all done randomly. Listen to this, Tom. I know. I, I, I'm sure it's all done randomly, and, and if I knew the guy who did it, he probably would say something like that, but I, I deny all knowledge, kind of like Obama. Anyway, folks, this is Firing Line Radio Show. Philip Neyman, I'm here with Chad Carlson from Prado Olympic Shooting Sports, and Tom Reese from Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. Great places, great places to go and to train. We talked a little bit about... Um, some long-range shooting this last segment. Coming back to that, I want to talk about the ethics of long-range shooting because our responsibility. Tom, you went out and you shot at Thunder Ranch in, in Oregon a three hundred eight rifle out to 1,500 yards, which is a, a long poke, especially for that cartridge. Absolutely. You have a, a cartridge, the three hundred eight, which was designed by the military, but it shoots like 45 to 48 grains of gunpowder is all the propellant it has. It shoots the same bullet as a 308 or as a 330-06 or a 300 Winchester, but it's got far less powder behind it. So it ends up, although it's the same bullet, it flies slower. 
it drops more, it delivers less terminal energy at farther distances. You made the comment at 1,500 yards, you thought it might have walked up to the target and kicked it, but it, it did get there. It did get there. So for hunting purposes, the 308, although it's an extremely accurate round, known for its accuracy, it can have some limitations in my opinion, which means the correct opinion. In my opinion, uh, <laughs> for effectiveness on hunting game. Now, if the military wants to shoot it, use it to shoot bad guys at 1,200 yards, hey, hats off to them. I'll, I'll buy you a free MRE. But that's shooting bad guys. I don't care about bad guys. But for hunting purposes, I think that there's an effective range for a cartridge such as a 308, which you know is probably about 300 yards on, on game. 500 for deer, 300 for elk, something like that. Do you guys agree? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Okay. And, and uh, what cartridge do you like to shoot? I shoot a couple of different ones. I'm, I'm, I'm big for the elk. And grizzly bear, I took. I used a 300 short mag, 300 Winchester short mag, um, for sheep and lighter stuff. I'm using a 6.5284. Great cartridge. So those are the two that I'm big on right now. Now, so these these numbers: 300, 300 short mag, 300 Win mag, 300 Remington Ultra mag, 300 Norma mag. These are all different cartridges. So there's different amounts of powder behind them, different yes. size brass casings. But the bullet diameter is the same, 30 caliber .308. Okay? So it's a little bit more than a quarter of an inch, slightly less than a third of an inch for those of you playing along at home. So as far as the diameter of the bullet. And the more powder behind it and the longer the rifle barrel, the faster that bullet's going to be able to travel to its target. Yes. Right? Correct. So you use different size cartridges for different applications. Absolutely. Okay, so long-range hunting, long-range shooting, you're a, a trained scout sniper. You're a scout sniper instructor. Yes, sir. What's your longest hunting shot you've made? I did. I took an antelope probably seven years ago at a grand. Okay. Now, that actually shocked me because we talked about that before, but that yes. was an unusual case for you. Very unusual. Um, it was the perfect... It, it, the perfect storm, so to speak. I was in a perfect rest, overlooking uh, not much wind. The conditions were absolutely perfect. I had been working up to making that shot for quite a while before that hunt. So I kind of had in mind that I was looking at, you know, wanting to make a longer range shot an antelope. And uh, and it was it, was, it, it all worked out perfect. That's probably the... And that was quite a while ago, seven, eight years ago. But lately... Oh, I'm, I've had the opportunities to shoot farther shots, but uh, like for my elk, we we're at 500 and some yards, had a clear shot, everything was good, but I felt more confident stalking in and getting within the 250. I think I shot that elk at 280 yards. So I felt confident. It was, you know, that's kind of why I do it now. It's not just to put a number on, I shot this mm -hmm. at this far. It's more about the hunt, and I want to make sure that animal, I owe it to that animal to you know, do it humanely and, and put him down. And that's the point that I want to make is that you own every bullet you send down range, whether it's at the training range, whether it's hunting or in a defensive situation. If you pulled the trigger, you own that bullet till it stops. Yes. And if you're in a hunting situation, hey, you have the freedom to train and to, to plan. And if you want to try and hunt at extended ranges, God bless you. But I just ask that you do the work. 
don't just buy a high-end rifle and a calculator and say you've got it. You Absolutely. do the work. Yes. And, and you learn your shooting positions and you learn your uphill, your downhills, and you spend thousands of rounds out in the dirt, you know, practicing that because you owe it to your game to be a, a to transfer it from this side of the grass to the other side of the grass as quickly and humanely as possible. And that's that's all I ask is Yeah, that you know, we we we've talked about it today it's uh, that's the biggest thing is if you put in your time and you you uh you've put those 500 yards down range where you're watching and and you know recording every shot and you feel confident doing it I, you know I'll support you some of the situations I've been in hunting especially in the last 5 years I, the closer I can get the better without yeah. spooking that animal because I want to make sure that it's a done deal yeah, absolutely. Because these animals are hard to get to. They're, they're a lot of work, especially when you're horseback riding four hours back to get at this elk. And you're going to take a borderline shot and possibly turn that into a miss. Uh, I'd rather, you know, keep my head down and, and work for a for sure deal yeah. rather than a a calculator. Maybe. A calculator doesn't make you a sniper, right? You, you went to sniper school. They didn't just say, here's a calculator. Go get them. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, let's talk about some of those Christmas specials we have here. So I want to thank you for that input. Uh, Chad, you've got some stuff going on over at Prado. Why don't you give us a quick shot? Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out. We, ha we have a lot of uh, uh, the calendar starting to fill up on our corporate events on the trap and skeet side. So if there's anybody out there that wants to bring their company or small business out, or it could be a birthday party, wants to come out for uh, an event at the range, give us a call so we can get you on the calendar. You guys do barbecue, whole thing? Yeah, yeah, barbecue. You get your own private field instruction. Um, we take care of you the whole whole way. So if there's anybody out there that you know is on the fence, well, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. This is a good time to do it. Get put on the calendar because the dates are starting to fill up on that. Also, we got the IDPA match the first and third Saturday of every month, and our IPSC match on the. Uh, first Sunday of every month. Now, IDPA again, I highly recommend that if you if you're a new shooter, get some basic instruction first. You owe it to yourself. Learn which holster you like and everything else. But IDPA is absolutely the best practice a concealed weapons holder can have because it gives you some stress. It gives you practice on the draw stroke, and it's a it's a fun community event. It's a lot of fun, and and great people taking part in the match. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, very helpful. Yes, even if you're new, you know, like I said, you got your basic instruction, but you come on out, they'll walk you through it. They'll spend the time. You will not be left alone. Tom, anything, anything, anything at all at Riverside? Oh, just little Beach? things here and there. Um, actually, we're uh, we're offering a Christmas special for anybody who wants to get some memberships. If you uh, mention the Firing Line Radio Show, we're going to take ten percent off of your your membership. Ten percent. Yep. Okay, you know what? Just for Phil, let's do twenty percent. Just because he's <laughs> he's got a big mouth, let's get a big discount. Well, if you mention the radio if, show, if you're going to put it on the size of my mouth, you're going to lose money. <laughs> Don't let him bully you. Bro. I know. Huh? See, <laughs> such pressure. So the memberships that you have here, yeah. you have we different have one time month, periods. One month, six month. We have one year, and then we have a family for one year, and then we have our platinum, which is our VIP. And that's 20% off Firing Line Radio Show. Just mention that. Just mention the radio Good deal. That's awesome. So, folks, I want to thank you guys for coming on. I hope you're going to have a great Christmas. Um, you know, I forgot to mention this. 
there's a lovely lady who works at your place. What's her name? Heather? Yes. My wife. Oh, oh that's right. That's your wife. Uh, she's running the Well-Armed Women's Group. Yeah, it's growing fast. Ladies, come out. It's a great group of ladies to help you out with everything you need to do. And that's the second Tuesday? Second Tuesday of every month. Second Tuesday every month. It's a great group. Huge. It's ladies only. Yeah, ladies only. Okay. Ladies only. They do basic instruction. So if you wanted to learn Whatever time, level you're at, come out. There's There's... There's all ladies in the same boat. You'll find someone to, that you can match up with, no problem. So bring a friend. Do they do they register online? Um, they can register online at the Well-Armed Woman. At, not at RISR? Uh, they can register there as well. Okay. So go to RISR.org? Dot com. Dot com, sorry. RISR.com, register for the Well-Armed Women. Bring a couple of friends. Make a good night's out. You can get a burger at Wicks Brewing. Your first meeting's afterwards. free. First meeting's free. Yeah. It can't be better than that. And uh, there's no no macho guys uh, yelling at you at all. So it's just... Absolutely. Won't have Phil bullying them. No. I, I won't bully them, I promise. Okay. And you get 20% off on everything Tom owns. Folks, Firing Line Radio Show. <laughs> Firing Line Radio Show. Thank you for being here. We'll see you all next week. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sport in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mop and Financial Advisors, and Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.